Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Universal Freemason podcast. I am your host, J.T. Asher. I am the president and founder of the Universal Freemason Research Society, which is a nonprofit educational organization teaching Masonic philosophies to the masses as a means to change society for the better as we kill our own egos and improve ourselves. And what is the first duty as we open this podcast, you may ask? Will you be right again if you said to give the Tyler the night off? That's right. Put away your sword, Brother Tyler. Let them all in. This podcast is open to all. There are no secrets here. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I like doing that opening so much, but I do. Uh, it feels good to be back after a short hiatus uh, as I took some time to reflect and uh, also to participate in our democratic process here in the United States. I took some time off work last week as well. Uh, to recharge and anticipate the results of the election. Uh, I actually work in a government building where they do the vote counts here in uh, Salt Lake County, Utah. And uh, to be quite frank with you, I didn't want to be anywhere near the place because I really didn't know who was going to react how. So I laid low and uh, took some time uh, from work and, and to do some cleaning at home, because, man, I've really gotten behind between uh, my own illnesses and uh, my wife's hospital illnesses and uh, hospital visits and doctor's visits and the uh, uncertainty and depression that seems to come with all of that stuff. Uh, it You tend to, your house tends to pile up around you, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, so I took a, a few days and I got things uh, squared away. But I don't, I don't know. I may never get caught up on the on the cleaning I have to do. Uh, I guess slow and steady wins the race, right? <laughs> but uh, oh, let's not forget caffeine too. Yeah, that that's definitely a, a big help. So I've been hearing a, a theme these past few days, and uh, the theme is, or has been, will continue to be probably for for a while, unity. And I, honestly, I think the theme of unity has been missing culturally in my home country, in the United States, here for quite some time. Most definitely, these past three or four years, it's become more and more uh, clear that the nation, probably, I would even, I would dare to say, not being a world traveler, not really knowing, but I would dare to say worldwide, we're really becoming more and more divided. I, and I also think unity is something that's been missing in Freemasonry for maybe longer than we realize. So my question is, is how do we unify as citizens and how do we unify as Freemasons? And that's what this episode will be today. Let's explore that. When we return from a word from our sponsor, Anchor Podcast App. 
This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm I'm back. I'm back. Did I mention in that first segment there how good it felt to be back from hiatus, by the way, for a couple of weeks that I took off there? I really, uh, I didn't realize how much I'd missed doing the podcast while I was away. <laughs> and I, but I uh, actually missed doing the research and uh, and uh, producing this podcast while I was away. I, I, I hope you guys missed it as well. Maybe you didn't so much, but I certainly did. It's good, to, but it is good to be back. Now, uh, before I get started with my remarks on unity, uh, let me mention that the last episode for this season, season one, of our quaint little podcast here, will be roughly December the twelfth. Uh, we'll, I'll rep- uh, I'm working right now on producing a very special holiday episode. Hopefully it's going to be unlike any holiday episode you might hear this year. And I've actually been working on this for the past few weeks. I've been doing a lot of reading and studying, and I don't know that it's going to be quite the Masonic theme, but I think it's a time to celebrate and and be grateful for what we have. So I think we'll go uh, along that route there. But I am... Uh, researching and actually writing the episode now <laughs> my past few weeks. I'm excited about it. So let's talk about unity, as I mentioned. Uh, we're going to be hearing that theme a lot here, especially in the United States. Probably you will, worldwide, you will probably get um, probably little trickles of that coming your way. That's what you know our, our new president-elect would like to do is unify people. Now, that theme actually is dear to me as I have done some research with my own lineage. And my last name, Asher, comes from the tribe of Asher in what is commonly called the Old Testament and the Bible. Jews call it the Torah. Now, the tribe of Asher were one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And the tribe of Asher occupied land in Israel that was abundant in olive trees, of all all things. As a matter of fact, um, the symbol of the tribe of Asher is actually an olive tree, right? And my tribe, back in the days when they occupied that land in in Israel, uh, my tribe would take, would often bring olive oil with them when tribes would meet to solve disagreements as a means to lower the temperature in the room, as we've been saying lately, and create an atmosphere of civil dialogue. So they would bring with them the gift of olive oil to try to smooth things over. And that's actually where the term extending the olive branch comes from. It comes from uh, the tribe, the Asher tribe's antics, and skill as mediators amongst the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, the tribe of Asher had their own problems, too. They weren't always obedient and things like that, but 
we won't get into that right now. I'm trying to put them in a good light for a second. <laughs> they, they had their trials as well. Now, these days, it seems like we're, we're tribalized once again. Doesn't it seem that way? I mean, um, in the United States, we, we have basically one tribe that wears red caps and no face masks. And we have another tribe that wears face masks but no red caps. <laughs> so, so we got these, uh, we got these two opposing tribes, and there's uh, and the political ideology on either side are, are quite different as well. Now, even though both sides live in the same country, uh, there seems to be two different versions of of what is truth, and we know there is no convincing anyone what version of truth is the best, you know, facts be damned, right? My version of truth is better than your version of truth. And we talked about this in earlier podcasts about dogma and how damning dogma dogma can be to uh, really to our own growth. It's a uh, dogma can be a detriment to, uh, to our own personal growth. Now, Freemasons, let me throw us in, in the mix here. Freemasons all wear basically the same regalia in lodge. Initiation ceremonies and blue lodge ceremonies, the first three degrees, they'll have variants, but all have the same themes. So basically what I'm saying is, is all Freemasons go through the same, uh, pretty much the same uh, blue lodge ceremonies with some variants. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. It doesn't matter what state you're in. There are, you know, like I say, there will be variants, but you're all we're all going through the same thing. But yet, some lodges won't, I, I'll say this as a quote, quote, recognize other lodges for whatever reasons. And that means that somehow one person's attempts to lead a good Masonic life aren't good enough for whatever reasons, according to what whatever lodge you belong to. If you don't recognize this other lodge, those people in that lodge just aren't doing it good enough. They're not. We're not going to recognize you. Now, you know why? Why can't we just support the attempts of, at the Masonic life being being uh, lived? If we support those attempts and at least be friends, that isn't that unity? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's enough to divide us. At least, you know, let's, let's talk about the attempts, you know. So how do we get back to uh, out of many one, e pluribus unum? How do we get back to that? How do we get back to Masonic Brotherhood? Now, here's my opinion, and certainly this isn't the only opinion out there, so I'll, I'll give you my best shot, my, my, my best opinion. I think the first step is we should all cut the divisive rhetoric. In society, we're taught to be polite to one another, so long as we're in each other's company. <laughs> but then, when we part ways... Let the gossip begin, you know. Uh, it, go, it goes something like this. 
Oh, hi, Brother Asher. I'm so glad to see you. Oh, what a good idea to write about Albert Pike. I can't wait to read that. Then you got the same person talking to another Mason out of my earshot, out of, out of maybe in a different day. Hey, I just spoke with Brother Asher today. You know what he's up to? He thinks he knows enough to write about Albert Pike. Do you believe that? And who likes Albert Pike anyway? Who does he think he is, you know? <laughs> or uh, it can also go, hey, you know, Brother X? Yeah, he's not a real Mason, you know. And don't don't pay any mind to him. Now, I've seen this happen. I and matter, the, the first uh, example that actually happened to me. Uh, I I was excited. I, I was a new Master Mason. I was excited to do the work, and you know there was really nothing in in it, uh, basically for me. But I felt like that uh, the more Masons I talked to, the more I found that Masons didn't particularly read a lot, and except if it was their uh, ritual book, and it kind of bothered me because you know Freemasonry is such a broad uh, philosophical. Uh, st- uh, you know, lifestyle. There's so many f- uh, philosophies attached to Freemason. I'm like, wow, you know, it'd be nice if people would read. So what I did is, you know, every week I took my own time. Every weekend took a, a in order. It took me about four four years to get through Morals and Dogma by Albert Pike. And what I would do is, uh, I would put out on a blog the uh, about. I went a chapter at a time, but I, I broke it down into so many paragraphs per chapter per week. And I would post the paragraphs, and I would post my opinion of, you know, what the lessons Albert Pike was trying to teach, uh, how we could use it in our own life. So I, I did this for four years, you know, and the slings and arrows that came my way, we won't even go there. And this is just with fellow Masons. I was like, wow, this is pretty inc- I didn't... I'm not doing it for my own fame. <laughs> I was doing it to try to help um, Freemasonry. I felt it was my my duty. It was one of my works that I was trying to do. And uh, like I say, I never asked for a dime for it. I even wrote for a magazine uh, for about three years. A monthly, I had a monthly article uh, in the Working Tools magazine based on that uh, same Albert Pike. I didn't get paid anything for any of that. You know, I wasn't looking to. My, you know, wages are corn, wine, and oil, right? For Freemasons' wages, that's what we're, that's what we look to. So anyway, I, I digress. I've seen this happen. I've seen a lot of gossip among in, in Freemasonry, and it's really too bad. And Pope Francis recently said, gossip is worse than the COVID pandemic. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Gossip being worse than the COVID pandemic is uh, we just had a worldwide economic shutdown. We've had, uh, in the United States alone, we're approaching about a quarter million people dead since March. Um, our lives have not been the same at all as society. It's been scary a lot of people have been evicted. It's been just crazy. There are people in the hospital. There's, you know, in the United States, there are people in the hospital that can't afford a hospital bill because we don't have health care here uh, that's 
the state takes care of. So we end, we have to pay these bills. And if you don't have insurance, oh, God help you. You know, I've been fortunate to have insurance since I've been 18. I, whatever job I've been in, that's one of the things I've all made sure to seek out. But, uh, but anyway, he says, Pope Francis said, the gossip's worse than the COVID pandemic. Now, I've, I've got to agree on that because there is no vaccine cure that will ever be made to cure what happens when you destroy someone's reputation or poke holes in their attempts at good works. You know, it just take just be kinder. You know, <laughs> say something good. And if you when we say something good about each other, uh, it makes you feel good too. You know, it's not hard, right? You'll just feel better, and, and you'll be uh, helping uh, Brother X feel good as well. So, yeah, the first step, like I say, first step, uh, cut the div uh, divisive uh, rhetoric. You know, let's knock it off. So I think the second step to help to unify uh, in Freemasonry and uh, in society is, you know, bring something to the table. Uh, just like the tribe of Asher, who brought olive oil, we can bring something too, you know. If you see someone, meet someone, know someone, or friends or brothers with someone, um, and they need some pointers, instead of gossiping about you know, how how do you feel like how do you feel that you know enough to do this, uh, encourage them to do it, you know. Um, uh, suggest a good book. Uh, some kind of self-help book if someone's struggling, or a, or a TED Talk, if nothing else, on YouTube, there's plenty of them, quite helpful. Instead of running to the next brother or the next person you know to, to spread gossip about what Brother X is doing and how in the hell is can he think he knows enough to do that, help him out. <laughs> you know, give him a hand. Um, uh, that will help develop a better discourse, uh, you know, amongst each other and cuts down on that stupid gossip that we all seem to like to do. It's crazy, just crazy. So that's number two. Uh, you know, be kinder. Uh, bring something to the table. Help out. I, I think probably the third thing we can do and probably probably the most important or as important, is to rely on facts before we form an opinion. You know, for instance, do you absolutely positively know what liberalism is from a, po a political science perspective? Also, what about conservatism? Do you know what that is from a political science perspective, from an educational from an edge, you know, from a, from a collegiate degree perspective, do you know what that is? <laughs> I mean, have you studied political science? You know, where did you get your information to start with about that? Um, you know, take some time, go to a political science class, and not you know, it's nonpartisan generally. Uh, you can sit in on classes. You can find political science literature all over the internet that is nonpartisan. 
from your community colleges or your state colleges or your universities. It's out there. It is plentiful, and a lot of times it's free. Now, what about Freemasonry? You know, did you form a negative opinion about Freemasonry? And if you did form that negative opinion, why did you form it? You know, if if you're... I mean, I don't think that's a hard question to answer. Did you rely on things that you saw on YouTube? You would be absolutely, incredibly, maybe shocked if you saw half of the opinions and commentary that I have had to erase off of my YouTube channel. And it's stuff that ranges from you're going straight to hell to, you know, you're a sex cult. My God. I could not, I, and I'm like, where are people getting this from, right? So where did you form that opinion? What books did you read? Some of this is Freemasonry's fault. I will give you that. I'm trying to be too secretive and hush-hush about things that really we shouldn't be really secretive and hush-hush about. I mean, there's things that we're obligated not to talk about uh, once we leave the lodge room. But those things, I will, I'll just tell you, those things have nothing to do with any more anything more secret than how a mason would recognize another mason, and really that's about it. So, and I will leave it at that. Um, but you can actually find those things out yourself. I I'm just obligated not to tell you that, but it's out there. You can certainly find that out. And here's the thing: if, if you're a lodge member, speaking of Freemasonry, um. Why do you not recognize members of a different lodge? Have you taken time, as I mentioned earlier, to reach out in friendship? If you can't officially reach out in the name of your lodge or of your grand lodge, I'm not saying we need to go sit in each other's lodges if if your grand lodge doesn't accept uh, the teachings of another lodge for whatever reason that is, but have you tried to be friends? I mean, they're just trying to live Masonic life as much as you are. Uh, as I mentioned, they've been through the same degrees, the rituals that you have been through. So at least, you know, extend the olive branch. <laughs> you know, uh, say hello. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt a thing. Uh, the United Grand Lodge of England has invited uh, uh, women's lodges to their open houses now for at least the last few years. Uh, I don't see any harm in saying hello. I don't see any harm. It's better to be united than divided. We never know when you might need a brother or sister to help or for some advice. So that's unity, right? I mean, finding common ground. And we all have more in common than, than not. You know, we're all trying to pay bills. We're all trying to keep shelter over our heads, food on the table, if you drive a gas car, gas in the tank. If you drive an electric car like me, you're trying to keep your batteries charged, trying to keep your job during a, this pandemic. So we can find that common ground, everybody. It's, we really need to start trying to find that common ground. And that's in Freemasonry, and that's in, in society. That's everywhere. If you see someone trying to live a good Masonic life, Show support. Applaud their efforts at good works. Don't deride or sneer at their good works for crying out loud, smile. <laughs> I mean, that person, 
uh, will have a good reflection on you as a Freemason as well. Uh, as you try to live your good Masonic life, someone will see another brother that's trying to live their Masonic life and oh, you're a Mason too. Well, I know so-and-so, they're trying their best. Yeah, they did this and that for me. I really learned a lot from Brother X, you know. So whether you realize it or not, we're more connected than we all will admit to. Now I'll close with this quote from T.H. White. This is from uh, The Once and Future King. It goes like this. The destiny of man is to unite, not divide. If you keep on dividing, you end up as a collection of monkeys throwing nuts at each other out of separate trees. End quote. A pluribus unum, out of many one. Live your best Masonic life this week. Help each other. That's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Follow us on Twitter at UFreemason. Visit our website, universalfreemasonpodcast.blogspot.com and feel free every now and again to send me an email. It'd be good to hear from you all. Universalfreemason03 at gmail.com or you can also send me a direct message at Twitter. Uh, It's at the letter U, Freemason, by the way, at Twitter, with Twitter. All right. Uh, thanks for listening so much. I, I can't say how much I appreciate the uh, 1,600 plays since March of 2020. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Thank you for taking interest and taking time to listen. My name is J.T. Asher. This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful week. See you next time.